Welcome to Superman Confidential. I'm Tom, your host. You're at the podcast that's all about Clark Kent and Superman. Uh, an interesting time for Superman, as usual. Some, some very interesting times, a lot going discuss. And it's an interesting time. I'm recording this before Zack Snyder's Justice League and the start, or after the start, of Superman. A weird time in that we're coming up on a... This is going to be a week where two live-action versions of Superman, two days apart, Superman and Lois, and then a Thursday will be the reveal of Henry Cavill's Superman and Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's obviously got to be a first. Tyler Hecklin previously appeared in between Cavill appearances in Batman v Superman and Justice League, and going back to Superman Returns that came out in the summer, Smallville was on hiatus back in 2006, so this close, you know, I mean, weird that there's a Tuesday Superman, the Thursday release of Zack Snyder's Justice League, and the next Tuesday there's going to be another time. But I will want to start with, um, I'll, I'll only be, mainly be talking about the pilot there, if you haven't seen it, and I will give mostly non-spoiler or vague stuff um, if you haven't seen it. And I wanted to mention it uh, just because I really want to recommend it. Off to a really great start, uh, especially the pilot. I think if you are a Superman fan and you don't like it from the, the first five minutes or so, or first ten minutes, watch the first ten minutes, and if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, maybe you won't, but I think there's a lot to love in there for Superman fans, for Clark Kent fans, for Lois Lane. Uh, it seems to honor and respect the history of the characters a lot. If you want a lot of my thoughts, you can always check out Superman and Lois, the New Adventures podcast, where I go episode by episode on the show. But just high level here, I really recommend it for Superman. A lot of really good stuff. If you were maybe a little hesitant and disliked what you'd seen of, of Tyler Hecklin or Bitsy Tolick before uh, in their previous appearances on the CW shows, I want you to take in mind this is their story. Uh, you know, for the first time, this is really their story. They're the stars of the show. And so it's handled completely different versus being a guest star, a backup backup dancer, if you will, in other characters' stories. They have the lead here, and it's all about them. And it's uh, well done from a production standpoint, you know, as good as you could expect by far for the CW and exceeding expectations. And uh, it looks well. I, I Pretty much everything they've done with it from a production standpoint uh the look and the feel the style and everything for the most part is great so i definitely recommend it and i want to talk about it briefly here you know sometimes i might mention superman and lois are going to a topic on there if it's something that isn't necessarily related to the day-to-day -day review of the show um but i really like that it is not a take on superman and some people might disagree with me but when i say take i mean a take on the character of clark Kent and superman it is absolutely trying to present them as they are. It's not trying to make a different Clark Kent or a different Lois Lane, presenting them as they are. Now, it does put them in a different position than you're used to. It's a little bit like Rebirth. Um, not entirely that. It's certainly not a direct adaptation, but they take elements of that, you know, on a farm in Smallville. They're in Smallville this time instead of uh, Hamilton County, where they are in Rebirth. Um, two sons instead of one. And they're, they're doing some things differently. Uh, very much seems true to the character. So if you want to come in, if you love Clark Kent and Lois Lane as they are, you can check this out. And, um, but it expands to the mythology. And I think that's, I've noticed what I like most in recent years, Superman stuff that either adapts the mythology as it is. Think of something like the death of Superman, anime, which attempts to adapt that story as well as you can in a an 80-minute animated movie, an ongoing if it either adapts it 
or it expands it is the other thing. And something like Krypton did that very well, where for the most part, um, it just added a new layer. It didn't try to take away anything, Superman's mythology or anything like that. What it tried to do was expand that. Uh, and I know that worked for me, even though it only lasted two seasons. Now, if there's ever a reference, if Jor-El ever mentions his parents, or if Kal-El ever mentions his grandparents on Krypton, I will at least have that to go off of. I'll think of Segal on this of X and have it will have added to long lines of this. This seems like it could be something to a sequel to whatever, like the Christopher Reeve, or if you wanted to see where Brandon Routh could have gone as a parent, or where Lois and Clark would have gone after season four when they found the baby, or where Smallville would be 10, 20 years down the line. This is kind of that answer, and it's an expansion of that way. Unfortunately, a lot of Superman have ended abruptly and not had a, a nice concrete ending, or even a progression so much, if you will, or we only get to see parts of Superman's life in live action. You know, Henry Cavill's, we've, we've only seen him as a, we don't know what he would be like as a Superman with 10 years of experience. And this, you know, squint your eyes a little bit, but it seems like it can be future for almost any of those versions of Lois and Clark, seeing their potential future. Future, what they would be like as parents, if it does it really well. Another thing with that is the critical and audience reception has been really great. Uh, really great for the most part. And it proves, again, that you don't necessarily need a take on Superman. You don't need to reinvent the wheel or reinvent Superman. Yeah, you're putting him in a different era, but the characters are the same. And people seem to love that. You know, it's got a really strong response. It also proves the popularity of Superman. It had good live ratings, um, but it's CW's most streamed show ever, the first episode. Most streamed pilot episode ever. So it's done really well. It proves Superman can be as popular as any character out there uh, when given a good project that need to change and, and wildly reinvent the character uh, into something that's not. You just need better true to the character. And, uh, funny enough, I was going to talk about this before we get into the next topic, which is probably the big hot button issue, but it's that J.J. Abrams was go is going to produce and Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to write a Superman movie. Abrams obviously known for directing Star Trek, Star Wars, lots of other things, was attached to Superman flyby back in the day. He wrote the he wasn't going to redirect that, but he wrote the script for Superman Fly by circa 2002-2003. Alias and all kinds. Coates is... I've, I've listened to him in a couple podcasts, I think, and that's how I'm familiar with him, but I've never seen any of his work. He's come off well in those podcasts, but it's been about... He's done a lot, a lot of writing and works on race and uh, done lots of other things. He's apparently written some comics, some Captain America and Black Panther. You know, he's, he's got a varied history. He's been in all this. He's, he's done a lot of different things. Um, my first reaction to this was mostly positive. If this was a, before I knew for sure, it sounds like it's going to be a reboot. Um, if you told me this was the next Henry Cavill movie and Abrams is going to produce it and maybe direct it, I think his sensibilities as a director fit very well. Superman, he's done some weird things. You know, his flyby script has gotten some flack, um, but he's done some, it did some weird things. Character like Krypton not blowing up for starters, which is the, the whole purpose of Krypton. But that and um, his sensibilities as a director his, would really fit in what I would in a movie. Uh, and Coates being a journalist, you could really lean into that. Show Clark and Lois as a journalist and maybe the, not a low budget movie, but closer to something that's closer to the 150 to 175 million range as opposed to the 225 million plus that the Zack Snyder films have been, starting with Man of Steel. I'm also not 100% opposed to a reboot. I think it will be hard to find a better man than Henry Cavill 
could be or has done with the material. I think it would be hard, but I don't think it's impossible. I think you can do that. Deemed too expensive or wants too much creative control by the studio. Or they just decide, you know, he's unfortunately his fault or not. He is part of the face of Batman v Superman, which didn't do as well as they'd hoped, obviously. He's the face of the Theatrical Justice League. His literal face has um, become a bit of a joke because of the CGI on his upper lip. I just think it's unfortunate, but we're going to have to reboot. I'm not 100% opposed to that. Um, doing something young, you know, they, WB's talked about the multiverse and showing out multiple versions of these characters with Superman and Lois focusing on an older couple. Um, I mean, they're not elderly or anything, but focusing on those who are farther along in their career, maybe post the daily life. You could, there's a lot of room there to have a younger, not necessarily origin, but like what they're doing with the Batman with Matt Reeves, where it's apparently like a year two thing. So he's been, you do it where he's been Superman early in his career, but not a full on origin and show the younger days. And maybe Clark and Lois aren't a couple focus on something that hasn't even been done that much. We know there's going to be multiple Batman and stuff like that, but they're very different points in their career, so Superman would make sense. Um, but we don't know what they're going to do. Um, I'm really mixed on this for a variety of reasons. Um, according to THR, is being set up as a black Superman story, which the studio has been trying to figure out for a year. Or is usually really good on this stuff. So by black Superman story, what does that mean? Are they looking to have a, a Clark Kent with a different skin color? Are they looking to lesser known characters? Valzad or Kel, something like that. I don't know. I've seen a lot of interesting talk about this. Just should they just tell Clark Kent's story? Where he he just happens to be black now. Um, but along with that, if they specifically are looking to do a black Superman story, are they looking to make part of this part of his background it be important for whatever reason that he is black and that's inherently make that inherently part of this new Superman story, um, which could be interesting, but also, and I think there need to be more black superhero stories. So I'm not opposed to seeing more of that, but if you're going to make it inherently part of his story, that's not that's obviously not something that is uh, inherent to the Superman character because he's never been that uh, to Clark Kent anyway. And as far as Calvin Ellis or Valzad, I, what little I know about them, they're I mean they're obscure. For me, when I talk about Superman, I mean Clark Kent. When I talk Clark Kent, I mean Superman. They're interchangeable to me. Um, it's Calvin Ellis and Valzad. They're in interesting ideas, neat ideas. Uh, Calvin Ellis is, what I remember, a president who was also man, you know, from Krypton, has those powers. You can do interesting th things with that, with a president who was also very powerful and a superhero. And Valzad, I believe, was a pacifist who, uh, when the Earth 2, Kal-El died, kind of took over. You know, there's, some writers have done some past, but I guess it's never, I don't know if there's any stories that have been heavily all about it. I can think of off the top of my mind. Um, but you could do interesting things with those. But to me, if you... Don't do Clark Kent. It's just another character to me. It's not Superman. I don't mean that in a, a negative way. I mean, obviously, WB has rights to Superman. They can say anybody they want is Superman. For me, if it's not Clark Kent, I'm uninterested. You know, it's just an DC superhero show, a movie. It's Calvin Ellis, Valzad, or a new original. So, or I'm, I'm not opposed to seeing them, but if, if you're going to ignore Clark Kent in the movies, um, why do that? It's, I don't know. I'm not, you know, the more I talk about this, the less excited I am because I think there's a good chance. Even though you got a name writer, a name announcing a movie boot with your favorite character, it's weird because I have to wait to see if it's actually about my favorite character. Um, I've got 80, there's 80 plus years of pop culture, history, and stories about Clark Kent. These other two, um, if they go with one of those, they're pretty obscure, they're pretty random. 
There's also the thought, if you're going to do a Black Superman story, why not do Icon, who is created for that, you know, and they're, they're doing Static Shock. I think that could be interesting because that is a character with the Superman power levels, but it is an inherent part of his story that he is black, you know, he grew up or lived through the Civil War and um, all that. That would make more sense to me than trying to do a different character as Superman. But we'll see. It seems like they're talking multiverses, talking... It seems like there's a push to let it out there that Clark Kent isn't the only Superman, and those three to me are the ones that have saved. I know other characters have become legacy characters, Flash, Green Lantern, with the success of Superman and Lois, with Man of Steel having the number two of a franchise-starting movie ever when it came out. There's still a lot. You know, Clark Kent is just as uh, popular, and a great story would do as well as ever that you don't to mess with that, and why change that when those characters have done so well? But maybe they are going to try to turn Superman into a legacy character. I know I've lost interest in the, in the current comics in part because of whatever's going on with Future State, and after that, if they're trying to push John Kent on me, I like John Kent, I don't really want to see him as Superman, so I don't care about him if that, if you're replacing Clark. And, yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I would mess with that, but but there's a chance. Five, ten years from now, we you say you're a Superman fan, someone might say, which one? Maybe that's okay, but uh, for me, I don't know. I think uh, when I think of Superman, there's also an, an old culture article, I think, from 2015. This isn't really necessarily fair, but it's about Coates, and maybe he has changed his views from that. Nah, but he doesn't seem like a Superman fan, and you don't necessarily have to be a fan to make a successful movie. But I think it helps. Uh, he was asked, you're mostly a Marvel fan, but what DC stuff have you read? He responded, none. I don't know why I don't read DC. I don't even have a good argument. Here's what I'll say. For reasons right or wrong, you'll see the lead character for DC is Superman. So truth, justice, in the American way. And not even consciously, I just kind of said, hmm, maybe not. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about X-Men. So maybe he's changed it again. Maybe he has an idea. Maybe he's connected with Superman some. But even if they go Clark Kent, it seems like it's going to be a reinvention, a new, fresh new take. Abrams said something about that in his statements. Uh, something you've never seen before. Uh, again, I'm someone who wants to see... I think there's great potential in bringing a Superman movie series planned out a la Harry Potter or something like that, where you can have an ongoing series that takes the best and condenses 80 plus years of mythology and puts it into a multi-film, multi-film series. But it seems like they're just going direction, another direction again. Man of Steel and follow-ups didn't do quite what they wanted, so now they're going in another direction. It's kind of like when Superman Returns came out and didn't have enough action, so Man of Steel, so they decided let's have lots of action in Man of Steel. Let's overcorrect the other way. It seems like they're rather than trying to go back to what makes the core the core of character successful, they're trying to change it. You know, the Dark Knight comes out and they say, let's make every DC movie as dark as we possibly can for the character. Not let's make a really great movie that fits the character. Let's make the darkest. Um, it seems like you know, and this is lots of different executives, but it seems like that's. WB's plans over the years uh, and maybe I sound like a negative fan here but it seems like every time Superman movies WB for whatever reason you know since they got the rights back and they're kind of guessing and I don't think with this news we're any closer to a, a great successful Superman movie series that represents the, that those 80 years of mythology but elsewhere Zack Snyder's Justice League is coming up um, I know I talked last time about how I couldn't get very excited about this I'm really starting to Part of it is because of the news that came before. Uh, this might be the last, who knows if and when we'll ever see again, as Clark Kent, Superman, as Martha Kent, all those characters. Um, so whether you love their movies or not, it's kind of a, a bittersweet goodbye because most people like those castings at least. And so 
that's where I am. I've got a good memories with them, and it's it's weird. So it's kind of a bittersweet goodbye to them. There's also a chance this is the last time we see Clark Kent and Lois Lane in a in movie footage for who knows how long. If they're going a different direction, going with a different character, um, who knows how long it could be? You know, maybe and maybe Cavill will show up in a guest spot in Black Adam two or something. Uh, in terms of meaningful footage, this could be it. There's a non-zero chance of that. And so despite uh, Justice League 2 and 3 details that came out that I'm not terribly excited about, uh, old plans from Zachar before he even filmed Justice League, despite all that, I'm getting very excited about this, and I, I like what I've seen in some of the latest marketing. Um, and so it's kind of a, a bittersweet goodbye, and I'm, I'm hoping to enjoy it for what it is, um, even though it's, you know, it's been such a weird journey and... and fans doing this and all of that um, some great things some horrible things uh, so much going back and forth and and all of that but if superman's fate is sealed for the ongoing future and i'm going to watch this and i'm certainly going to hope for the best obviously i hope to enjoy it and i think there will be a lot to enjoy from it uh just high level i won't touch on much but there's the batman teaser they did all those character teasers seeing superman pull them up it looked really cool just a small character moment that i really liked i thought the superman teaser uh looked very good i'm I'm still mixed on the the black suit. I think it looks cool in some shots. Some shots I'm like, wow, that would look really a lot better in red and blue. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it, it looks, I'm enjoying it. Um, but yeah, some I would definitely like some red and blue. And there's some new trailers, you know, some dark side stuff's out there. Really cool. And I'm, I'm getting excited for this and I'm hoping for the best. And some home media news, the remastered version of Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice, the ultimate edition, will release in 4K on March 23rd. So this is going to do some color correction that Zack Snyder did in home media. He's also going to restore the IMAX aspect ratio for certain scenes. So some scenes he filmed basically in the aspect ratio of Zack Snyder's Justice League, where you get the, the black bars on the left and right side. So it's going to be weird. I don't know of any movies that have done this before. It will go from having black bars on the top and bottom for the majority of scenes. But for some of it, less than 30 minutes, I think there will be black bars on the left and right. Um, a lot of them, a lot of films that have IMAX scenes will not go the full, full height aspect ratio. So that way it fills the screen entirely. If I'm making sense, I've seen one that switched back and forth, but I think that's cool. I'm one who likes to see every bit of footage. So I, I think it's cool that he's putting it out there. I would recommend the YouTube trailer. So you get a sense of what it's like to go back and forth between the two. If you watch it on social media, it's not really fair because it's not simulated. There will be black bars on the left and right side when they switch. So you see that full image, but it's almost zoomed out uh, compared to the old home media. I think that's great. I know a lot of people don't like rebuying movies they have, or if they, maybe they just don't like this movie and don't want to buy it. I get it. I kind of resigned myself a long time ago to whenever they put out a new Superman new re-release, I will get it. Uh, it wouldn't be fair of me to come in here and whine about not uh, not getting them. So kind of wish it was coming out before Zack Snyder's Justice League to see it before then, but I think it's all part of the scheduling changes and everything. It's going to the same day, March 18th, digitally, as Zack Snyder's Justice And I've seen that this might be out by Warner Archive. I haven't seen an official press release from them, but if that's the case, that's really cool. That would be their first 4K, first time including a digital code. That's just neat if Warner Archive is obviously their smaller division that does their home media releases that aren't sent out to the masses and wide. So if WB Home Entertainment doesn't think or returns example, for example, don't merit 4K releases, that's a, this would be a secondary chance to see those movies and be really cool. I know some people have asked about a Man of Steel remaster, but I don't believe Man of Steel did any shot any IMAX scenes. 
so that wouldn't that would be a very different thing. Although Snyder has mentioned that he would maybe take a look at it for remastering, but that would just be a picture remaster. It wouldn't change the aspect ratio or add more um, image on the top. Uh, lastly, Superman the Animated Series has apparently been remastered in HD. It's going to appear on HBO Max on March 17th, the day before the Snyder Cut. Uh, no word on a digital HD or Blu-ray release date. They might want to keep it HBO Max for a while. But I think this is really good. I wanted to see it in HD. I still really hope for a blue and digital HD option out there down the line. But this is really cool. Um, Superman the Animated Series, I think, hold up, holds up really well. But the visuals, the less so in, in the late 90s copies, uh, can look rough sometimes. And I think seeing this upgraded to HD will be really cool. And hopefully a new era of fans to this show and to Superman in general. I think that would be really cool. But I'm really excited about this HD release. Um, yeah, hoping it's coming. That's all I've got for today. Thanks for listening. And